0: Welcome to Loogie. I'm your host Zach, here with Andrew and my old man Jackie B. Yo yo. Um, we're here to discuss the struggling Mets. Who More are they struggling? Who who uh, over the last week, three and six boys, three and six, scoring two point six, two point one runs per game. And allowing 2.6 pitching, looking great, hitting not so much. Story of the Mets' lives.
1: The pitching is crazy.
2: Like it doesn't matter who they're putting out on the mound, they're getting scoreless innings after scoreless innings, and I I really don't understand it. It's crazy.
3: Well, it's yeah, this, the, Go ahead. No, it's just one of those things where pitching those kind of a, performances does become um contagious yep nobody wants to be the guy to mm. falter and give up the big the big runs and i think that's part of what we're seeing right now because so, as you say andrew everyone's coming on and doing the job mm.
0: yeah you guys beat the you, you guys beat the cubs with some some guy i never heard of on the mound uh the first the first game of this week on wednesday who would you guys have pitching on wednesday
2: was that Reed Foley?
4: I think so. Let's see. We got the box score. Yeah. Last Wednesday. 6-3 you guys. What's is today?
3: That- I'm retired. I don't know what today is.
2: Was that DeGrom's Six, start? Oh, that
3: that is DeGrom's pulled. start. Yeah, that's the Grom, Grom start.
2: three perfect. It must
0: have been the next day. Yeah, three perfect innings, eight strikeouts against nine batters. He struck out eight against nine. That, um, uh,
2: we were watching that game together. That game looked special. It's so sad that he had to leave. That, it was crazy.
0: Yeah, it was looking like a um a no-no. was on the horizon there.
3: Well, he was just mowing guys is. down. How many innings would he actually have gone, of course? Was that a seven-inning game? No, I think that, that was a was full game. game. Okay. Well, but yeah, if-
2: he probably only would have went six, seven. Maybe. So, yeah.
3: so, you
0: guys think if he gets to six or seven in the future, um, hitless, he's coming out regardless, no matter what.
3: I think, especially after the, <clears throat> the couple of injury scares that they just had, I, I think it's very doubtful that he's going to be allowed to go nine innings with a no hitter going, and I, I don't think he'll want to anyway. I think he'll. It'll be yeah. up to him in the end. But I, mean, I think what's it's his,
0: doubtful. What's his pitch count been when he's been taken out lately?
3: I don't think he's gotten to honor more than a couple times this no. year. No,
2: recently especially. Think. He's been like right. 60s and 70s. He's been low.
3: Yeah, coming yeah. off the, the injuries here, the injury scares, I should say. Yeah, he's been kept low, and especially given the condition of the rest of the staff, I don't think there's a lot of interest in trying to prove any points by having him throw 110-plus pitches to get a no-hitter when you're hurting as a staff overall, especially. Yeah, and your guys' bullpen is deep enough. Right.
2: And it also seems like the pitchers are maybe almost being encouraged to right away, as soon as they feel something, mention it. Like Even last night, Marcus Stroman, he's in the second inning. I feel like other years, a lot of pitchers were just tough through it and ended up being a hip injury, but they were able to convince him, come out of the game. Just with where we're at right now, we can't afford any more long pitcher injuries. And the bullpen's good enough. If you have to give up a game, it sucks, but it's way better for the long run, I think.
3: Yeah. I think so too, and I think in the case of Stroman, he is playing for a contract, so the last thing he needs is to tough it through some innings and get hurt and then potentially yeah. cost himself quite the payday but other than that um it's still it's still true i think what you're saying andrew for the for the entire staff although that could start to change a little bit with all the injuries now you know they were so deep not only in the pen but even they had you know they knew you know, Giselman could could step in and some other guy, Tommy Hunter, who was is now also hurt, could have stepped in. So the 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 guys who could step in now are starting to get a little thinner. So I don't know if that'll change the mentality at all. Yeah, that's and and, true. and the pen will continue to be overworked because the guys that are going to be starting in the place of Lucchese et cetera are going to be guys who aren't going to give you many more than five.
2: Yeah, at this point we're going to bullpen game every five games.
3: Yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be a train back and forth between. Uh, it's not Tidewater anymore, is it? <laughs> uh,
2: Syracuse.
3: Syracuse, that's right, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to wear out a lot of guys, which is a shame because, you know, they just traded Jacob Barnes for a piece. Yep. Not much of a piece, but there were a few other guys who could have gone for some pieces here and there who are no longer going to be able to do that with. You're going to have to actually use these guys. Anyway. Um, how did Zach Wheeler get
4: to the Phillies? Well, you know, that's... Go ahead, Andrew.
2: Well, he was a free agent mm-hmm. two years ago, I want to say. he he. I really liked him as a Met. He was uh, inconsistent. When he was on, he could have been the best pitcher in baseball. But then he would also just have some starts. He'd fall apart. A lot of injuries, too. It seems like he's putting it together. I know. I think we gave him the qualifying offer, which he's not going to take... Fifteen million for one year, when he can get twenty, twenty-five. I'm not exactly sure what he got for the Phillies, but yeah, yeah. I think twenty-five per. Yeah, yeah, we just weren't willing to offer him the long term, and
0: yeah, he wasn't consistent originally. Now, now he's having a good year, and it's like it would have been great to have another. Like, imagine him in the rotation with with the guys you've got right now with Stroman walker and degrom that would have been insane
3: well i think what happened was i mean i thought in the second half of 2019 in particular he really started to show his stuff yeah he was really looking good and he wasn't a walkier so maybe that contributed but even though despite that he was looking really solid and and i think it was just a decision time for the mets it was either, really to me it was either him or syndergaard yeah i personally would have put my chips on Wheeler at that point because Syndergaard is a is a guy who looked to be, and this is 2020 hindsight, but he looked to be someone vulnerable to injury. My brother and I, my brother who lives in Tampa, Florida, hey, shout out to my brother, uh, he and I both were big Wheeler guys by the end of 2019, mm-hmm. and a little more skeptical of, skeptical of, uh I should have had that last vodka, a little more, <laughs> skeptical, <laughs> more skeptical of of um, of and you know that's kind of you know as I say it's 2020 hindsight, but yeah, it was really a Wheeler versus Syndergaard choice, I believe, and mm-hmm. the, and Syndergaard obviously he's got that 99 upside going for him, so I think yeah. that's yeah, I mean his ERA with Philly in 2020 is 2.92, this year's 2.36. And in 99 innings, he struck out 122 batters. Yeah, he's whip, striking out the world. Whip is under one. But again, you know who can tell? I mean, this is a Syndergaard versus Wheeler exactly. at the end of 2019. Yeah. Well, either way, you, you had a winner either way. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, and we'll see when Syndergaard comes back, he could be lights out, and I'll be like, "Well, that was a great choice."
3: Exactly. Exactly.
0: And he's he's more New York anyway. He's got the look. He's got the you know, he's got style.
2: Yeah, big personality.
0: Yeah, big personality. He
3: belongs in New York, that guy. He is one year younger, whatever that's worth. But anyway I think
2: that was probably the main thing too, with the whole contract is, you know, you have Syndergaard under contract two more years. Wheeler's ready to walk. That's true. You yeah, and not really you're not gonna yeah. get Wheeler to agree to a two year contract, let you make yeah. that decision down the road. So he's he's gone.
3: Well, you know, the other the other element of this is that once they lost Wheeler, they went out and spent their 18 mil on Marcus Stroman. So it, it almost was not entirely uh, Syndergaard versus Wheeler because you had to replace Wheeler anyway. And so you gave 18 mil or whatever it was to uh, Stroman which you could have gave to Wheeler instead. But I think, Andrew, to your point, you're right, in, in that they would have had a tied-up Wheeler for four or five years. And that's just something they weren't prepared to do at that time.
2: Yeah, it's unfortunate Knowing he that- couldn't put it all together one year earlier, and we could really see what kind of pitcher he is. because yeah. I think that's probably the main thing, is that second half 2019, he was unbelievable. But was. it was only half a season. Yeah. So it's it's hard to give out that huge contract to a guy that's been inconsistent, and of course now he's put it together and he's been amazing.
0: Yeah, well, and you guys I, I, got Strowman after that? Yeah. Yeah, so you guys went out and got a we, quality... We knew we, right,
3: we knew we weren't going to resign. Um, right, so, Mueller, it's, so
0: it was room for you guys to sign another guy, which makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Any, anybody have anything to say about a specific game? This week, or should we move on to the MLB fact of the week?
3: Well, I'll tell you what, what, what bugs me sometimes about Rojas. Now, I think he's getting better because he was really pissing me off um, a lot early in the season, the way he was utilizing the pen and getting guys up and down. You know, he has a habit of getting two pitchers up sometimes in a tight game. You know, if they score, they'll bring this guy in. If they don't score, bring this guy in. Um, but we were up five-one the other day. I forget which game it was, but so he's got May comes in to to mop to 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 put away a five-one victory. And, and game, yeah, yeah, and so I think it was one of the doubleheader games. He gives up a single, and next thing you know, it was the first game of doubleheader, and Diaz okay. is up and throwing. I'm like, it's five-one. You've got um, Brian May, the Queen guitarist. No, no, not Brian <laughs> May, the Queen guitarist. Uh, the other May up there. Trevor. Who Trevor May? <laughs> who, who's a fine pitcher? Huh. Yep. And now you've got Diaz warming up and I'm thinking does this count against pitches thrown when you got Diaz warming up just giving up a single? I mean, I don't think Trevor May is feeling real Real good, real, you know, and this isn't putting a warm, fuzzy feeling into Trevor May's gut when having his the ace reliever throwing after you've given him just a single. And then he walked the guy, got a double play, struck out, the game over 5-1, but thinking, why why Diaz? would You know, he'll bring in Diaz with a four-run lead or a five-run lead, and sometimes it's maybe his turn to pitch, get him an inning or so, get him a little work. And I understand that, but... Uh, Sometimes they're just so bullpen happy with these guys. Yeah,
2: I, I agree 100%. I feel like there are a lot of times where he's almost wasting Diaz, like getting him go through his whole thing. He'll come in to get one out to end the game. And yeah. I, I think it's just let the reliever go. You know, if it's really in a bad spot, you got run second, whatever, sure, bring him in. But yeah, there's a lot of times he just gets him up so early.
3: And you've got. A pretty reliable bullpen. You've you know, Loop obviously has saved our ass more than yeah. once. Um, his ability to get right-handers out, uh, left-handers out, and right-handers out as a left-handed pitcher. But um and Castro has has been pretty effective too. So yeah, you know, sometimes it's like just let these guys do their thing and and not get guys up throwing, especially since as we know we have a short staff and the bullpen is going to be called upon fairly yeah. often.
4: So i I've stopped saying
3: fire Rojas
1: probably
3: because the bullpen's so good right now that you know it's hard to make a wrong move, so I can't True. say fire Rojas because every time he brings a guy in, uh, they're getting out, so, so
0: that change this week you you finally accepted Rojas as your as your leader?
3: Well, I think it's inevitable they're gonna keep him around for a while, but um I mean, he's you know, yeah, he's okay, you know i. He gives you that baseball speak in his post-game interviews. And, mm-hmm. you know, for an old-timer, I just want to hear somebody say, you know, rub a little dirt on it and throw it down the middle. and that's... Yeah, he's pretty by the book. Yeah, he's extremely by the book. But that's the way they all are
4: now, you know. Yep. Boring. It
3: does get boring. I mean, we all know the moves he's going to make, depending on the inning and the situation, the batter.
0: Yeah, because... There's
3: nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah. The computer tells them what to do. They should just have computer umps, computer managers, computer players. Should just should be computerized.
3: Well, we're pretty much there with all the the, the metrics. and the, Yeah, the
0: and analytics and all that.
3: All the analytics, the shifting. And so well, that's shifting another topic. But shifting is a topic for another day.
0: Yes, 100%. I
2: definitely want to talk yeah. about that later.
3: Yeah. All
0: right. Let's get to the MLB fact of the week. I'm going to sling it over to Andrew.
3: How many facts of the week are there? It's only one. Only one? We have one.
2: If we don't like number one, I do have a backup. One Sorry, every seven two. days. We All right.
3: We're
1: ready.
0: If we don't like it, we'll boo. No. All,
2: All right. We'll so take. this, it might as well be the Jacob DeGrom fact of the week because I think most I mean, of them are going to be about him. Yeah.
0: Uh, but Damn. so.
2: Batters against Jacob deGrom in 2021 are hitting 113. Okay. Pitchers batting in 2021 are hitting 112. Oof. Hitters against Jacob deGrom have a 148 on-base percentage. Uh-huh. Pitchers batting in 2021 have a 153 on-base percentage.
3: Wow. Well, that's a very interesting fact, Andrew, but there's another factoid that you can add to that. Remember if that. you if you take away DeGrom's numbers...
2: Yeah, oh, it'll be way less. <laughs>
3: those oh, pitchers' yeah. numbers are even worse. So... No, no, that we, no we need fact. his
0: numbers to be there because it makes it makes as good. We have good to leave right. his
3: numbers in there to make the pitchers worse. You're no, right. I'm sorry. True. You're absolutely then, right. Too many vodkas. <laughs> we got Jacob DeGrom's strikeout matter?
2: rate. Jacob DeGrom's strikeout rate. He's striking out 47% of his batters. Pitchers batting are only striking out 45% of the time. That so striking is striking out amazing. batters more than pitchers. And that's the walk rate is 4% for batters and 4% for pitchers.
0: So you're telling me it's not fair because Jacob deGrom is essentially pitching against nine pitchers every turning, game.
2: He is turning every major league batter into a pitcher.
0: I, I think that's play. not fair. <laughs> Jeez it, yeah. Louise. Wow. and I mean, he, and he—I mean—if you look at it from the other way, he's carrying the pitchers. You're right with the with his batting abilities as well. So. Yeah, I
3: know. I know. It's he's making the well, pitchers
0: look good and the batters look bad in every aspect, including I mean, so his, his batting. You can
3: actually say right now he is not just the MVP. He, he's a triple he's, crown winner. Well, he's probably the best <laughs> baseball player. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Right now. I mean,
3: when you're watching him field his position, Mm -hmm. hitting, obviously, and the pitching, obviously, it's like he's the best player.
0: I would say besides Shohei, he's
3: the best
2: player. You can make an argument with Otani, but all around doing everything correctly, it's hard to beat DeGrom right now.
3: And that line drive he caught the other night is just like... Incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gary Cohen has said more than once this year, uh, is there anything he can't do? and it's true as you watch him play it's yeah I and mean, Gary Cohen is effusive over the grom but that's mainly because Gary Cohen who is my age has seen a lot of lot of great baseball over the years and he's now seeing the best baseball he's ever seen in his life by any individual so that's what makes him even more over the top in his description of the grom because He's never seen anything like it in in fifty years, so it's it's pretty incredible.
2: Yeah, I mean, you even have guys like Doc Gooden with probably the one of or the greatest pitching season of all time, saying right. he will put down ex- whatever he's doing to watch the ground pitch because he's that good. Yep,
3: yep, absolutely, and that's that's why I paid for my subscription for MLB to see the Mets. <laughs> it's just because of the Grom, honestly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And plus, it gives me something to do while the wife is knitting and quilting and things like that now she doesn't she doesn't do any of that. There's a scrapbooking.
0: anyway
4: oh, sorry off I
0: topic talking. I had something I was gonna say, but um your I, mother's need start, I need to start <laughs> writing i need to start writing things down when I'm thinking them and waiting <laughs> it's it's probably a good idea good idea all right uh Jack, you ready to Tell us what's been what's been bothering you this week.
3: Well, or, I tell you, a lot of things bother me. A lot of okay, things yeah. bother me. So I, I won't serious. go into a long-winded topic, but... Give us one. Save the rest for another week. Okay. okay. Well, <laughs> I'm just going to say this. You know, Lindor basically continues to struggle. He's still only hitting, what, 215 or whatever, and he still hasn't really broken out of any... Slump. He's had a couple of games for us. Yes, you know, the other night he had all five RBIs. But as I watch him bat and watch him, you know, anybody can hit mistake pitches, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's all I never see Lindor and keep an eye on this, boys, to, to confirm what I'm seeing. I never see him hit a good pitch. Every time I've seen him hit a home run, every time I've seen him do hit the ball hard, Typically, it's a ball that has the, the, been left out over the plate, uh, a hanging slider, a hanging curveball, or maybe he's ahead of the bat, pitcher 3-1, and he has to come in with a, with a fastball. I have not seen this guy hit effectively against any good pitching. So that disturbs me because he, that means he's going to hit 225 maybe for the year. Unless out. he starts showing us something else. I'm sorry. So Lindor, obviously, has been a disappointment from a numbers perspective. But the fact I haven't really seen him uh, hit anything other than bad pitching um, really is a concern for me. So that's that's all I'm going to say about him right now. I have a lot of other things on my mind, but we'll save that for another day. I mean, we
0: can talk about his his attempts at gaining the heart of New York fans right now if you want to. I know yeah. that's all.
3: Well, you know what? Uh, <laughs> as I said to my brother the other night as Lindor, maybe it was to you, Zach, I don't know. It was you know, it was a a a, a quick conference with on the, the pitching coach on the mound. Mm-hmm. And Lindor insists on being a part of every conference. Yeah, what it on was on the mound
0: McC- McCann. It was the it was just the catcher. It was McCann coming it out. That's even
3: worse. When McCann comes out, Lindor yeah. should not even come over. So as I said to you, Zach, if he's sitting 350, then I don't care if he wants to come over and be part of that conversation. But when you're hitting 212, just go stand over there, your shortstop, and quietly wait for that little conference to end before you, before you have. You know, it's just, it's just not. It's just, it just doesn't make any sense. Now, I, early in the year, I watched that McNeil episode. Uh-huh. When there was a, they were on the shift and McNeil kinda got in the way, Lindor fielded the ball. You guys remember that one? Yeah. Lindor yeah. threw the first late and Bader was safe, and after the inning, McNeil just made a beeline and I watched that before they went to commercial. And I said to myself, that guy is pissed off royally at Lindor for some reason. I don't know what kind of words were said about when McNeil you know, made, made an incorrect move on that ball that was hit up the middle against the shift. But I could see Jeff McNeil looks really miserable this year. Now, granted, he's not hitting, and that could be part of it. But he looks really miserable playing alongside this guy. And I think part of it could be because he's got a close up look at how, as you were just saying, Zach, how Lindor seems to be playing to the affections of the crowd. And trying to be everybody's best friend and everybody's best teammate, and you just don't walk into a situation cold and expect that you're going to do that, especially when you're not hitting. So yeah,
0: he's I, not balling out. He's not. Doing I, I really think. think
3: Jeff McNeil, who we all love, Jeff McNeil, because he's a throwback.
0: I mean, you love Jack, Jeff. McNeil. I love Jeff McNeil it's because he's a throwback. He wears right? six, I love him.
3: So I think that's something to keep an eye on. I think their relationship is a little is a little tenuous because I don't think McNeil goes for his shit, um, and I think unfortunately I think is affecting McNeil's play. But we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But anyway, Lindor, what, do you got, what do you think about Lindor's? You know,
0: I mean, he's new school. He is like the poster child of new school baseball. He's got the the chains on he's got the smile he's got the charisma he talks to the opposing team he goes to the mound like you said he wants to be he just wants to talk he really loves to talk that guy he just wants to have a good time and that's that's kind of what new school baseball is about it's about having fun right old school baseball is more a little bit about winning you know getting get getting your stats up, working on yourself and all this. And, like, you're right. If he was hitting three hundred, it would seem like, you know, that's not what's in the way. He's not mm. he's not lost focus. but it I can see how it's how it looks from the outside, where it's like this guy is just he's just talking. He's just having fun, and he's not taking it seriously. He looks like he's not taking it seriously. But I think, he really does want like this is my personal opinion i think he wants to be a star in new york i think he wants to make the new york fans love him and obviously he knows he needs to play well to do that it's just i mean his numbers i'm looking at his old numbers
1: Mm
0: -hmm. he batted 300 for his first two years he was like 270 280 the next three and then 258 last year and now he's down to 212 this year so i mean last year was his worst year until this year so i don't i don't really know if if pitchers are just like figuring him out or what but
3: well yeah i mean it's interesting if you look at his numbers last year and you know it's hard to put too much stock in last year because of covid but he did play in 60 games which led the league He did have 266 plate appearances, which led the league. But all his numbers across the board, everything was down. Batting average, OPS, power numbers, Mm -hmm. home runs, everything was down. So, again, 2020, who knows? But, you know, is there something else going on there? I don't know. Like you said, he might be figured out. But, I mean, you can't even... Begin to say anything bad about the previous five years that he had. Um, the and numbers are off the charts, awesome for a shortstop in particular. And he's not making the All Star game this year, is he? No.
4: No. no this will be
0: this will be the first year since his rookie year he's not making the All Star game. That's correct. I'll need a
2: big resurgence. So yeah, I don't think he's making it. Yeah. But as as we're uh, just destroying Francisco Lindor, I did just watch him hit a two run home run. So well, that's oh, good. Oh, just now, just um, now. But yeah, what it you're must saying must have been a
0: hanging slider. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, wait, was it? Was it? Can we can we get confirmation on
1: that? Yeah. Can, mean, you rewind? It can, a, can you rewind? It was a decent
2: pitch, but I, I'll rewind it. I'll try to see. Okay. Maybe I could see if Keith will tell me, me if it was a good let pitch me get or not. The game on. Um,
0: oh, I was the Braves, everybody
2: but saw. <laughs> overall, his stats are down the last three years. Hopefully. That will not continue, but yeah, it, it is a little concerning for sure. Yeah.
0: I mean, I like Francisco Lindor. I want to no, say I, that I love at the, the I end, love him at the shot end shot of that. this. I want to say I like Francisco Lindor. I like his his happy-go-lucky attitude. I, it sucks that, the, like, that McNeil doesn't like that because obviously, like you said, it might be affecting the team, but... Um, yeah I mean Alex. that's
3: McNeil's problem too you know he just has right. to deal with the fact Lindor is that kind of a guy yeah he's got to yeah. lean into it it's gotta... tough one
2: for McNeil too because he is that kind of guy who if he's not on he's pissed all the time he yeah. grounds out he slams his helmet he throws his that's stuff true. down which is fine with me I'm I'm I have no problem with that but that's just how he is if he's not going well he's just mad mm-hmm. that's so true. it's it's tough
3: it is a, that is the caveat to his attitude is that he is not playing well. By the way, the home run Kyle was hit off Kyle Wright, whose lifetime MLB stats are two and seven with a six two six ERA. So, so he's not a good pitcher, huh? Well, the, the jury's still on on Francisco Lindor's ability. But was to was it a good? Or <laughs> or was it a good pitch?
2: I don't, I don't, I don't know. It talks. was a, it was at eighty eight miles an hour, which makes me think it's a slider. It was Uh, middle of the zone, so it might have been a hanger.
3: Middle of the zone, oh boy,
0: Uh, (laughs) tough to say. So you're telling me
3: pitchers out there where he could hit 30 home runs against 30 against 30 bad pitchers. So I'm I'm not complaining.
0: That's true. (laughs) As as long as he's not missing the bad pitches, I guess that's what's keeping his 212 average alive. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But that's that's pretty awesome. If, if as you said, he only hits home runs off of hang, hanging pitches, I and he hit a home a run off pitch. of hanging no. pitches, that would uh, be I, I, pretty spectacular.
3: <laughs> but I'm with you guys. I mean, I have high hopes for the guy. And, you know, there's an adjustment to a new contract. There's an adjustment to New York. Yeah. Um. So we'll just – the jury's still out. So. We'll and, I mean,
0: the happens. fact that he's had this kind of attitude since, Cle- since his starting days at Cleveland makes me think yeah. it is sincere. Like, it yeah. is – it's a lot. And obviously, people in New York are, and New York fans are very like, what the, what what the, is this? Right. So you know, I think like in Cleveland, I didn't think it was fake in any way. Like I didn't think anything yeah, of Yeah, I think that his, is a charming him. attitude. Yeah. Right. But I think it's just because it's a new team, and he's still trying to keep that. Like he seems to be right into it. Like these guys seem kind of like, why is this guy here? Like. This is my new teammate. I don't even know if like, they who this is, yeah. really. And that's yeah. what makes it kind of seem weird, but I think that is just really who he is. and i I think that that's that's good essentially mm-hmm. for a team it'll take a while for that, but to like the chemistry to get there, yep, all right, Andrew, what's bothering you?
2: All right. So what's bothering me is I don't know how much you guys have been seeing this, but they're doing the whole foreign substance. Testing on all the pitchers, either as they come in the game, as they leave the game, or, you know, they make them, they check their check their hat, check under their belt, and it's it's every pitcher, which I don't really have a problem with. It happens right when the inning's over. We're only seeing it because it's new, but normally uh-huh. you're you're not going to see that it's going to happen during the commercial break. So, I I don't like umpires in general. I think A lot of the MLB umpires are horrible at their job, and we'll get into that later. But I think this is one thing that they're doing right according to what the MLB wants. Like, that is the new rule, is every pitcher has to get checked starting pitchers more than relief pitchers at some point. But yesterday, I saw a lot of angry pitchers that they were getting tested and angry at the umpires, and I don't understand why... And it so I'll, I have this one quick video. I just sent it in the chat. It's Sergio Roma, relief pitcher for the A's. And yeah, he's taking his pants off and he, he just looks like he's pissed at the umpire. But it's that's the rule, like that is what they have to do. And I don't understand why he is so angry. I guess maybe he's just showing up the MLB and wants to send a message to the commissioner or whatever. But I don't know, I just I don't understand it. Like that is the new rule. It's for now the new normal because pitchers were cheating. So I don't I don't really get why he's so mad and why all these pitchers are so mad.
0: It looks like the ump takes it well. I feel like umps have to take this kind of stuff well like that. Yeah. No, they have to. Yeah. they get this shit all the time. Um, that that is a bit much. I saw Max Scherzer get into it with the. Uh, yep. With um who's the manager of the Phillies? The Joe ex-, Girardi. ex Yankee, yeah. Joe Girardi asked them to check him again and he just flipped his lid. Um they they were like Did you see the video of them like combing through his hair? Yep. They're like, Check his hair, because he touched his hair. And and apparently Joe Girardi's like, I've never seen Max Surzer touch his hair before like that. Check well, his so hair.
2: Apparently and, I didn't know. Sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but I didn't know that's fine. that. So the you know the main the main foreign substance that these pitchers are using to get uh-huh. extra spin rate on their fastball is the spider tack, which is right. this gluey substance. It gives them uh-huh. more grip. But another less bad version of that, I guess you could say it was sunscreen. Hair gel? It's sunscreen and rosin. So they right. have the rosin bag and then sunscreen. So apparently a lot of pitchers were putting the sunscreen in their hair. So if they go to touch their head. They touch the rosin bag. They get this little gluey substitute, and that's what they use. So I guess that's why he said it, or why Joe Girardi said it. And originally, I was totally against that, stopping him in the middle of the inning and check it. But the more I'm thinking about it, the more I hear about it, it's the umpires don't have to check him. They could have just said, no, we're not doing it. But they thought that it was a reasonable... Uh, choice, I guess. So they went and checked him.
0: Interesting. I think that hair gel would be good in general.
2: Like, yeah, yeah, I, feel I could like if it. you
0: just put hair gel in your hair and touched your head. I feel like that would be pretty good. Yeah. Like I, I, I use um, product, and I when I when I put my hands through my hair, I gets like my hands get a little bit sticky. Like, uh, like if a guy wears hair gel, is that illegal? Like, can you not wear hair gel and touch your hair anymore?
2: That's a great question.
3: Cause like what
1: know,
3: if I? What was that? You know, I was gonna say, well, Sergio Ramos. It's a couple of things about him that uh, you guys probably didn't know. First of all, he is 38 years old, still hanging around. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's doing something. But uh, I got an inside scoop from um, from Billy Bean. Oh, Sergio yeah, he... Ramos is very well endowed, and I I think that's the rumor why he oh. dropped his pants because he wanted he wanted to show the world what he <laughs> oh. had. wanted to show the
0: ump his dick that's that's just
3: no It's not what i said (laughs) well it is kind of what i said but yeah no. that's the rumor on ramos is that he's got he's got a package there and uh he saw an opportunity to let the world see it it's uh just fyi Uh fair enough
0: oh yep. good for him oh yeah i mean
3: i i wouldn't do it but
0: (laughs) yeah of course yeah me neither so do you, do you know what SpiderTac is actually used for? Because I just looked this up. I don't know. SpiderTac is, I believe this, I, I'm not sure if this is absolutely true. I'm getting this off of an Amazon review. <laughs> but it says, it's good for Atlas stones. So you pick up, you know, the in the Strongest uh, Man in the World competitions, when you pick up the Atlas stone, the big rocks, that yeah, weigh yeah. like a ton, it's for those guys so they can hold a gigantic oh. half ton stone.
2: Seems you like a very shit. niche uh, market.
0: Yeah, it is. And you know what the top question is on Amazon.com? I'm ready. Oh. Is this is what it happened Sergio Ramos. Is this what Cole said he doesn't use, <laughs> but actually if it actually uses? And the answer, somebody answered this and said yes, No. Cole definitely does or doesn't use Spider Tech. I mean, what was the question again? <laughs> so, so um, the Spider Tech on Amazon has some has some good jokes in it. If you guys want to have a laugh,
3: well, you guys have seen what um, what Alonso is theorizing.
4: Oh, I haven't actually.
3: Well, you've got some. Saved, You've got huge positional players, especially shortstops, coming into their free A's in season within the next year or two. Mm-hmm. And MLB is now owns Rawlings. They own the, the manufacturer of the baseball. So the theory is that the reason you're not seeing more home runs, and this is outside of spin rate right now, but is that they've, they've made the ball, um, it's not wound as tight. They've made it restricted flight. So that these batters coming into their free agencies are not coming in with powerhouse years, which leads to huge contract numbers. So that's, that's the Alonso theory, which I would not discount that to say they're deadening the baseball because of the huge crop of free agents coming in, um, positional players, free agents for the next couple of years. Guys like Corey Seager and all these other, there's other shortstops involved and other positional players that are coming into their big seasons and they're trying to deaden the ball as a result. So take that for what you will, but it's an interesting theory and I wouldn't put it past them to do that. Certainly.
0: I love hearing theories because I, I immediately believe them usually. Okay, Here's one
3: for you. I got one. I'm just
0: very, I'm very uh, accepting of, of those kind of ideas, especially when they make sense like that. That's a very interesting one because you're, what you're saying, essentially, is they don't want to pay these guys big contracts because they lose money? Yeah, That's so it's
2: basically, he was saying that the owners are basically colluding with the MLB to oh. stifle offense this year. Because, yeah, oh, you, oh you, have, you got Seager and Story <laughs> and all these huge no. shortstops going Peter. to the free agent market. market. <laughs> so if their offense is down, we don't have to pay them as much.
0: Peter ate five edibles and ripped a huge bong and came up with this conspiracy.
2: <laughs> and it's great, too, because the, the guy asking the question kind of reiterates it. He's like, oh, so you think this is happening? And he just goes, I, don't, I know it. I know it's happening. It's 100%. Well, happening.
3: And there's no doubt this season I'm watching more baseball than normal, and I'm not seeing balls fly out yeah. the way they've been doing the last four, three, four years. There's no question the balls oh, are not flying out the way they were. Yeah. I mean, so.
0: and that is something that could be like another reason they could be deadening the ball is because people want to see that contact hitting again. And if you can't hit it out, you got to hit it in play. And, and so that's, yeah. I that, that that, that's him. something that the, that is going to have, that's going to take years if that's what they're planning on doing. Right.
2: Exactly. They say that. And then all we're getting is strikeouts. We're not getting yeah. anything
0: like that. Yeah. Right. It's going to take a long time for the players to adjust after, right. after going through, you know, so much of their lives thinking i got to swing for the fences every time. Right. So it you seems like you that is less oh right, that's less believable than what Pete is suggesting, so I mean, I think that's a pretty good conspiracy.
3: Yeah, I mean, like I say I, I don't discount it. What's next on the um,
0: Alright, next we got Quizzing. We got a de- wait Yeah, we got quizzing, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so this is my time to shine. Here we go.
3: All you do is ask a question. How do you shine?
0: I'm shining. I'm gonna basically be the Pat Sajak of of this show right now.
3: He doesn't ask questions. Oh, Um, he does ask questions. He says, "What do you want?" go ahead, Alex Trebek. Pipe down (laughs) over there. All right,
0: all right. I'm gonna first ask you both a modern baseball question. You will text me. You both have my number, correct?
3: Oh, yes. Shit. All right.
0: Text me the answer to these to this modern baseball question. If you don't know, it up? if you don't know, just guess. Okay. Right. Well, not Do not look, look it, up. it up. If you look it up, I will not that look Defeats up. the purpose. Obviously, you cannot look I it up. I
3: agree. I'm not gonna look it up.
0: I think you shouldn't look it up. All right, here Is we that go. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you 30 seconds. If it's not here in 30 seconds, you're disqualified. Okay. I need 10. Yep. I'm ready. All right. Who was the 2019 World Series MVP?
3: Can you tell me who was in the 2019 I'll World you, Series?
0: I'll, I'll give you a minute. No, I will not tell you that. Oh, I'll give you a minute, um, though. Okay. Text me the
4: answer before a minute. Okay. You're oh. Gonna, you're gonna hear my alarm go off,
0: and um, that will be the the signal.
3: I I, I guessed. I don't even have the team (laughs) right. It's not that funny. Well, I'm so year off. I didn't even win that year.
0: (laughs) You don't have to win to be the MVP. I'm sorry. I'm just laughing at you because
3: 2019, I don't even know who's playing. Because
0: you're a punk. All right. Here we go. Andrew, who was playing that year?
2: It was the Astros and the Nationals, I believe.
0: That is correct. Jack, oh, the cheaters. said Mookie Betts <laughs> of the Dodgers. And or Andrew says songs. it was the Red Sox. Song. Yeah, he was yeah. a Red Sox back then. Or and the other one was Howie Kendrick. Both incorrect. <sighs> the answer. Anybody have a final guess? It was the Nationals. It was the Nationals. That's correct. Steven Strasburg. Damn, was the MVP of the 2019 World Series. I oh. thought it was um the third baseman, who was the third baseman? Is Rendon. It yeah, I thought it was
3: Rendon. Oh.
0: <laughs> I think he was great in the playoffs. I don't I guess he didn't do much in the World Series.
2: How he popped off. I don't know how he didn't win MVP.
0: I think he got robbed, Andrew, I'm not going to lie. All right, so Andrew, you know how this works. Yeah. Since you're a modern baseball lover and you got it wrong, you get negative 1. baseball lover, you get zero for getting it wrong. So you're winning. Zero to negative one. Congratulations. We're going to move on to the old World Series, or the old school baseball question. 1975 World Series MVP. Good luck, Andrew. Uh, Think of of players that you know of that are old. (laughs) That's all you can do. I can
3: tell you... That's a lot I could tell you about the 75 well, World Well,
0: if you want to give Andrew a little bit of a hint, at least, go ahead and tell us.
3: Okay, well, the most memorable base hit of the 75 World Series was Carlton Fisk's uh, home run in extra innings in game six when he motioned the ball fair. What most people forget is that Bernie Carbo hit a three-run home run in the bottom of the eighth <laughs> to tie that game at 6-6 to go to extra innings. Um, game seven was at Fenway, and it was won by the Reds, four to three. I'm gonna have to say because I think Joe Morgan drove in the winning run. Oh, that's what I was gonna say, so saying right. gonna say. Joe Morgan. So you're saying Joe Morgan? Let's say Joe Morgan. I was hurts. in the middle of it's typing. typing Joe so Morgan. you're saying
0: Joe Morgan? Andrew already said Joe Morgan. You're both wrong. Okay,
2: well, that's fair then.
0: it Eat Rose. is then. Eat Rose. Rose.
3: Okay. Ah, it's one or the other.
0: So you guys are tied negative one to negative one. I'm stumping you guys so far. This is good. All right. Modern baseball question number two. Most home runs in the 2018 season?
1: Oh,
0: I don't know. Um, This is a funny question. This is a funny one. Funny? That's all I'm going to tell you. This is a funny question.
4: Uh, I might know it,
1: actually. 2018.
4: Yeah. Locking it in.
0: Chris Davis, Baltimore Orioles.
4: Alright, I'm gonna go with Chris oh. Davis,
2: Oakland
0: Athletics. Oh shit. Alright, Chris Davis, Baltimore Orioles, that That's your final answer. No, I uh, Chris Davis. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> too late. Too late. You already you already fucked it up. You said Chris yeah. with the C. And you also said Baltimore Orioles, so that le- leads me to believe that um
3: well who you was did in
0: fact mean Chris Davis with a C. It was Chris Davis with a K. We actually talked about this player today. Yeah, That's 48. why it's funny. We talked yeah, 48. about his forty eight home runs in twenty eighteen. That led the league. Thank God and, you
2: said this is funny. I would not have gotten it.
0: Yeah, when, when when that came up, I was like, I can't believe they're talking about fucking Chris Davis right now. I've never even heard of this guy. But here we are.
2: He also I think he hit two forty seven that year.
0: 247 that year you know that's a good guess because he batted 247 three of his three of his years so I'm gonna have to say probably in those four years he hit
3: 247 he averaged 160 strikeouts a year but you know big deal
0: big deal he hit 48 home runs yeah
3: alright alright what's what he got next
0: most home what's runs that? in the 1968 season
3: well, which league?
0: Both leagues, man. Both leagues, just like Chris Davis.
3: You pick 68, that helps because Carl Yastrzemski won the um, Triple Crown in
0: 1968.
3: hmm Did he? No, no. he won in 67.
0: He won the home run crown in 67. He tied, with,
3: he tied with somebody
0: in 67. He tied with
3: Harmon Killebrew with 44, 126 RBIs. He a 326, won the Triple Crown. And Frank Is it Robinson. actually I believe it was Killabrew who also. Oh, I don't know. He,
0: no, no, he, he tied in 67. Oh, wow, wow. Right. 68.
3: 68 home runs. Yeah, 68.
0: Have, who led the league in home runs? Dad, could you text it to me and not say it oh, out loud oh, and sorry.
3: not ruin the whole thing? <laughs> well, Carl Yastrzemski led the American League in batting <laughs> that year, batting only 301 <laughs> in 1968. <laughs>
0: We can talk about this after you sub- after you and Andrew submit your <laughs> your right. answers. All I'm right. sorry. I don't want I don't want anybody to have any helpful stuff. You know. All right. I took a stab. All right, Andrew. What do you got?
4: What are you whipping out here? Oh, Andrew with
3: Willie Horton. That's a pretty good guess, but wrong. Dad with Kilabrew. Yeah, I will go Kilabrew or Yastrzemski. Yeah, I, I
0: gave you two. You're going P- killer I'm going killer brew. You're going killer not you.
3: Yes, I'm going killer okay. Are you sure?
0: Oh my gosh, because it's Frank Howard. Oh, 48.
3: Frank Howard, he
0: Frank the Tank Howard. He hit 59. He did not. I don't know, man. I didn't write that down. All right. Washington
3: <laughs> Senators. Okay, here's another. He it was on the Washington on that.
0: Senators. That's, That's right. Um, yeah. What's another trivia question, Dad? Ask me something from 1968.
3: I'll know uh, it. What was his? Who was his manager that year?
0: Oh, that was. Um, that was. Oh, uh, you're gonna oh, get, get it, it wrong. It's on the tip of my tongue.
4: You're gonna get it wrong. Um.
0: <sighs> Dick Van Dyke.
4: Let
3: me ask you a <laughs> <an interesting laughs> question. Who was his manager the next season in 1969?
0: Who is that old old dude? Who... Some
3: people call him the greatest hitter ever.
0: Oh, my gosh. Ty Cobb? No.
1: Teddy baseball?
3: Oh. Yeah, Ted Teddy Williams. Teddy Williams. Ted Williams manages Senators in 69. Now, in 68, they finished ninth. Well, I'm sorry. They finished last in 1968. But in 1969, they finished fourth with Ted Williams at 86 and 76. So Ted had a huge impact on that team's ability to win.
0: And then he got cryogenically frozen. Do you guys know about his body being cryogenically frozen?
3: Yes, of course. I think there was a Simpsons episode about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's a Simpsons episode about everything, I guess, isn't there? Nice That's well. true. That's how I learned about history. Alright, you guys ready for the next modern question? Yes. Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, yes. I know 2018 always. ALCS runner-up.
3: 2018, 18, 2018 oh ALCS runner up. They lost. In other words,
0: yes, the loser of the ALCS.
3: That's easy. Come on, my least
4: favorite team. Yep. You guys locking that in? Locking it in. Are you guys sure? Yankees. Um, I think so. Yes, Yankees.
0: I'm, like, typing it in to check if my answer is right now. All right, you guys are wrong.
1: You guys are both wrong. A you guys are
0: off. You guys both went Yankees. That was 2019. Is it Astros? It is the Astros. Yeah, losing the to Red the Red Sox, Sox.
2: Yep, yep. I'm a year yeah. off.
0: Yeah, the Red Sox. If the Red Sox win against the Yankees in 2018, it's a it's a lot bigger of a story, isn't it? That's true. All right. Sorry, sorry, guys. Minus two to minus one right now. Um, honestly, I should probably make it plus two if one of you guys gets the opposite year correct, yeah. because I'm noticing it's pretty hard for you guys to get the... Uh, especially Andrew, because who's Frank Howard? Do you know who Frank Howard is, Andrew? Nope. I don't either. So He
3: used to, he used to manage the Mets, for goodness sakes. What I'm year? It's 77, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, right, how do now. you not know that? Are you Go kidding on. me? You
0: know the 77 manager. You got the Mets fans, Go I had a bone up. I, I couldn't even remember the guy who managed the Cubs when I was growing up. Just now, who's the old guy? Well, you know?
3: What, maybe this? In, maybe this. People? Now the contest should be who gets more right in their own category.
0: No, that's 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 the, it's an it's an addition of both of those. It's. If you get it right, you get zero. If you get it wrong, you get negative one. So it's basically one point if you get it right. I like this.
3: I'm okay with this
0: being negative. Yeah,
3: I'm fine with it, too. What's the next question?
0: Lou Yeah. That's who I was thinking of. All right. (laughs) Who? All right. See, see, you're going to notice that these questions are mirrored. Just changing the year. So give me the 1979 ALCS runner-up. Now, Andrew, you got a one in however many teams there were in 1979 chance. This better not be a team
2: that doesn't exist
0: anymore. It's a team that exists. I'll give you guys that.
3: ALCS runner-up?
0: 79? Yeah. Andrew, with a quick answer, he's like, I'm guessing. I'm just going for it.
3: Why Why are you asking ALCS? This is a National League
4: team
0: broadcast. Gosh, <laughs> that's exactly why you guys know too much about the National okay, League. On, I'm trying man. to stump you. You think I want you to get this right? You think I want you to get this?
4: ALCS runner up. All right, here's the answer. There you go. No, that ain't right. Hold on. You said that's not
3: right? Hold up. You want me to wait? No, go ahead. That's my answer. Oakland. I think Oakland finished last that year. But anyway, go ahead.
0: (laughs) And they're definitely not the ALCS runners-up. Andrew answers the Tigers. Father answers the Oakland Athletics. It was, in fact, the Cali Angels. Oh. I didn't know they were alive in the 1979s, but they were. Oh, dad coming in with another answer. He says, Angels. Correct, but you were a minute late, so I'm gonna have to deduct three more points. Joe
3: Rudy, Bobby Grad,
0: you're disappointing me today. You know what you scored today? I don't know. It's more than yesterday. You know what you? No, (laughs) No, it's actually you scored zero yesterday. You got negative three today. Andrew, Uh, you only got negative two. I'll take it. So you win. You actually won today. Congratulations no, man, keep for scoring. the
2: only time ever.
0: I think you, I think you may be the greatest um, quiz champion of all time. Yeah, I think you might more. I think you might know more than anybody uh, that I know for sure about baseball.
3: The way you keep score sucks. I was right, Joe Rudy, <laughs> Bobby camp, Bobby Grich, Well, uh, oh, you're Green. wrong
0: on all three old old school questions. So I guess I should make it a little easier on both of you guys, huh?
3: No, go ahead. No, you're, you got to go back even further. Go back, like, to the 30s and 20s.
0: You want me to ask you the 30s ML? There was no World Series MVP back then. I couldn't ask you that question. Would you know the ALCS run? There was no ALCS
3: in the 30s, was there? Yeah, so I'll get all those right.
0: <laughs> there was none. Final answer, there was none.
3: Yeah. Hey, that reminds me of one of my favorite trivia questions.
0: Yeah? All right, let's hear yeah, it. Although
3: I already gave you the answer. Why didn't the Tigers retire Ty Cobb's number? Tigers. 22 seasons with the Tigers. Greatest batting average. Highest batting average ever. Because Why he, didn't, didn't he stabbed Because he stabbed that guy. Or he didn't have one. <laughs> he did not wear a number. No yes. there were no numbers on the Tigers during his career. That was
0: that was a good one, Andrew. Thank I you, I yeah. I hopped on the back of that one after I heard how solid that logic was. But my first answer was was also <laughs> probably pretty true.
3: <laughs> now they they did that's, retire his name. Nobody who plays for the Tigers can ever be named Cobb.
0: Well <laughs> just FYI. Nobody can have the name Cobb on their well. I think nobody can wear no number because he stabbed somebody.
3: If you if have to wear name, a number because he stabbed somebody, if his name is Cobb, they have to wear not Cobb on their. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. They have to wear they have to wear Cobb Junior, even if they're not a Junior. Yeah, Cobb Cobb the Second.
0: <laughs> we're gonna squip We're gonna skip the the question vault today, and we're gonna move on to diamonds in the rough. We're going to talk about players throughout history. Guys with interesting stats, nicknames, stories. Andrew, you got a guy for us.
2: All right, I got a guy. I think this is a guy that most people haven't heard of. Uh, He's a modern player, currently active. And the more I'm reading about him, and I've been watching him a little bit, he's honestly become one of my favorite players in the MLB. And I love so he his name is Austin Adams a relief pitcher for the Padres. If you've watched the two Mets series against Padres, you probably saw him pitch yeah. a few times. But basically, the scouting report on Austin Adams is he throws sliders, he strikes guys out, and he hits batters with his pitches. And I love it. He throws uh, a slider eighty nine point four percent of the time, which is the highest of any pitcher just throwing one pitch that isn't a fastball. So He's up there, he's just chucking sliders nonstop. And it's a pretty good slider. But he's got 13.6 strikeouts per nine innings. That's 14th among all relievers. So even though he's only throwing one pitch, he's striking out everybody. But my favorite thing is he hits so many batters. He's only pitched 25 innings this year, and he's hit 12 guys. The next closest is Jake Woodford. He's hit seven in 23 innings.
3: Is Cause he's wild, or because they hang in there against that slider too long and it doesn't slide.
2: So I think he's a little wild. I see a lot of guys when I watch him where he almost hits them and they kind of back out. So I think it's just when his slider doesn't break, it's probably gonna hit you. Um, but he's—it's just—he's so interesting to me because he just throws one pitch. Like his slider is really good, but that's all it is. Like you know, a slider is coming. Maybe you'll get the fastball every once in a while. But he's got a two-point-one ERA. He's one of only two pitchers this year who have not allowed a barrel, which is, you know, when a guy fully makes solid contact, it's exit velocity of 98 miles per hour higher. There's only two guys this year. The only guy, other guy is Tyler Rogers, who I don't know if you've seen him throw for the Giants, but he might as well be throwing with his foot. He throws, like, from the dirt. But I, I just I just love watching this guy. He's It's so interesting. Like, he's just throwing sliders, and guys can't hit it.
0: Uh, so he's, he's a righty
2: he's a righty does he's, he, does he pitch against
0: everybody like he they don't bring him in for
2: no yeah he'll just come in he's like their, their seventh or eighth inning guy and guys just look lost when they're up there i, I don't really understand
0: does it. he like to start do you, i don't know if you know this does he like to start in the zone and move out of it or does he like to start out of the zone and move into it like is it a lot it's, of looking or a lot of swinging
2: a lot of swing. And he gets a lot of really ugly swings.
0: Okay, so it's a lot of starting in and then moving moving out yeah. hard. So he's just got the dirtiest slider in the league, basically. I, and he's I like, I'm just gonna so. pitch it over and over again.
2: Well that's the thing. I was I've been wondering if it's if it's either the guy is up and he's like, Alright, this is finally the fastball. I'm gonna crush this. And then, you know, they go after it and it's another slider. Yeah, or maybe they're worried about getting hit, so they're kind of like staying back on the ball. But I don't really think that's it. Like guys get hit a lot now. I don't know. It's just so interesting. But I it's I've serious. seen some of the weakest swings, and these guys look so fooled, but they know what pitch is coming. And if it seems like a fastball, just don't swing.
0: He's been in league since 2017, so it's not like there's not a lot of information out there about him. I wonder.
2: So the interesting thing is, he I think he just started basically only throwing a slider. I was looking at his okay. his pitch, I guess, repertoire, whatever you want to call it, throughout his uh-huh. career, and he's been, even 2020, well, it was 83% slider, which is pretty high, but then 2019, only 62% slider, 2018, 41%, 2017, 47%. So someone with the Padres... As soon as he left the Padres, he started throwing a slider all the time. So someone must have just seen it and said, "That's a really good pitch, and that's all you should throw." But it's really interesting. You don't see too many pitchers that yeah. have one really good pitch and that's all they throw. But it's I don't know. It's working for him.
0: And I guess, I guess since he has those five years before he came to the, before he came to the Padres, he's got six years. No, no, five years and then one with the Padres before this year. So I guess they're not. Saying he's throwing a slider every time, yet they're just like, look out for that fastball to come in after, and he's just not throwing it to him. Could yeah, I go throw it maybe once, it. once yeah.
2: twice, once maybe twice an inning. It's, I don't know. It's just so interesting. So I've been trying to watch him pitch as much as possible. Yeah, I, you don't see too many pitchers like that, and I, I just love watching it.
0: It's right. Have you seen his hit by pitch numbers before this year? Yeah, and they weren't high. He's got three in the last six years. And then he has 12 this year.
3: Mm. They, they can't hit it, so they're leaning into it.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't even think You're it's just... that. Well, well, that, so I thought that too, but I've been watching, and it's just he'll throw probably five pitches per appearance that could be a hit by pitch if the batter didn't move.
0: So hip, hit by pitch numbers are up in general, right?
2: They are up in general, but his aren't like anyone else's. Like I said, the next guy who's hit the most is Charlie Morton with 11, but that's through 80 innings, and he's through
0: 25. Yeah, this guy's got 12.
2: But it is also really funny, too. I see a lot of batters almost get hit by him, and they kind of look at him weird. Like, they're mad that it looks like he's trying to hit him. But it's I do they not read the scouting Report? Like, he's hitting everybody. But they just still get so mad.
0: Yeah, I think just when you get hit by something moving that fast, you just – your first – reaction is like ow you asshole yeah, yeah. that fucking hurt <laughs> I remember when I got hit by a pitch I wasn't happy about it so.
3: well you were only 6 years old so
0: yeah I cried
3: you cried.
0: yeah I was a bitch about it <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. no ice cream for you
0: <laughs> No, I didn't deserve it I, d- I don't think I got a single hit when I played baseball I think I was more of a um a daisy picker in the outfield. Nice. All right. We're going to test your knowledge, Jack. Mm. It's time to move on. Um, Andrew, do you want to pick the year or the stat?
2: No, you do both. You you know his area of expertise. I just
3: I just want I to don't have any areas watch. of expertise. I got All right. It. You want you
0: wanted me to go old, right? You wanted me to go way back do to the 30s. Whatever you want. Still we'll go whenever, thirty. We'll go nineteen thirty
3: two nineteen thirty-two. Um, Cubs, Cubs. Yeah, Yankees. We'll go nineteen thirty-two.
0: World, World Series loser. The Yankees beat the Cubs.
3: And what is the most famous moment in the world's nineteen thirty-two World Series that people still talk about?
0: Yeah, tell us about it. You don't know it? Um, I guess you got negative when- two. It was when it was when Bobby Wrigley mm. uh, sat on a piece of gum and it ripped his pants when he
3: stood up for the 32 World stretcher. Series was the called shot from Babe Ruth. What? When he pointed to center field and said I'm going to hit a home run which is debated um still to this day. But really? he did hit a home run the called shot and there is a, if you you could actually find a film clip of this and you'll see him rounding third and giving the Cub dugout a load of shit as he rounds third going into home. Did he so, say, I yeah. told you so? Uh, Is that what he was
0: saying? Or do you think he's he, talking about their mothers?
3: Yeah, talking about their mothers probably or something. Yeah. So, yeah, th- really that nice. was 32.
0: I didn't know that was against the Cubs. I'll never do that with a woofle ball bat ever again. Cubs. Yeah. All right. What about 1969? Wait a minute. Okay, go ahead. I mean, I'm going to go until you get one wrong. Oh, all right. Go ahead. Um, 1969, we'll go um, RBI leader in the NL.
3: Well, in 1969, of course, was the Mets' World Series victory. Cleon Jones batted three forty that year, finishing third in the league behind Pete Rose at three forty eight and Roberto Clemente at three forty five. You want to know who? Yeah, baby. Who do you want to know?
0: Who was the RBI leader in the NL in 1969? Um, he nearly missed out on a triple crown, or he did miss out on the triple crown very narrowly, I should say.
3: Willie McCovey. That's right. Yeah, Willie McCovey hit led the league in home runs and RBIs. And what else? Uh, I am that guessed. comes with home runs and RBIs, slugging percentage, slugging percentage, probably total bases too, perhaps, yep. but not. No batting, in, uh, No, not in batting average. He wasn't even close to Rose's three forty-eight.
0: All right, you're two for two. You've done your job tonight. Thank
3: you very much. Thank you. Good night.
0: That's plus Five two. Ahead. I'm
3: going to bed.
0: All right, nine forty-one. Uh, Eight forty-one is your time to go to bed. It's All right, let's move yeah. to um this day in history.
2: All right, ready? I got some. I've normally I feel like we should only do one, but I got two really good ones. So first one. June 23rd, today, 1917. Babe Ruth is on the mound, starting for the Boston Red Sox against the Washington Senators.
3: Oh, I could tell you already what
2: happened. Yeah, yeah Jack knows he this one. He calls somebody
3: sure. else's shot. And no, they can, it. Uh, All right,
2: you ready? Ruth yeah, walks Go the ahead. first batter. He walks he the first ejected. batter. <laughs> he, he gets ejected. He gets ejected. Ernie Shore ult-
3: comes on in relief. <laughs> the batter gets thrown out of second, stealing second, and Ernie Shore pitches the rest of the game. Perfect game, although it wasn't technically a perfect game.
2: Yeah, there was eight and two thirds perfect innings, first yep. ever combined no hitter. I think Jack was at the game actually.
3: Yes, it
0: was. <laughs> wait, 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 Combined no hitter and this guy threw a perfect game in eight and two thirds. So, yeah,
2: so Ruth walks the first batter, gets thrown out of the game. Short comes in.
0: Did they say what he did to get thrown out? Played to the umpire about the yeah. ball four call. Yeah, that's he was hilarious. arguing balls
2: and strikes, yep. got in a physical fight, got thrown out.
0: physical fight with the ump. <laughs> Ernie Shore comes
2: in, gets the guy on first is stealing, gets thrown out. Then he retires 26 in a row. Perfect innings. So it's yep. technically a combined no-hitter because Ruth started the game.
0: Wow, that's insanity. Yep. That yeah, is amazing. That
2: guy deserves a
0: perfect game.
2: Number two is a little more obscure. I don't. Jack might still know this one, but I would be very surprised Here. if he did. So this is a double-A Southern League game. It's in oh, the 2007. One went,
3: the one that went like uh, 32 innings?
2: Nope, nope. Double-A okay. Southern League game between the Mobile Bay Bears and the Montgomery Biscuits. So the Bay Bears closer, Matt Elliott, is on the mound in the eighth, trying to protect a one-run lead. But he gives us a sack fly that ends up tying the game. He's able to get out of the inning without any further damage, but he's pissed that he couldn't hold on to the lead. So as he's going to the bathroom before coming in to pitch the ninth, he slams the door behind him in frustration. But the force from slamming the door ends up breaking the lock, and he's unable to open the door and get out. So now Mobile's closer is locked in the bathroom, and he can't come in to pitch the ninth. They had to call the fire department, and they finally get him out after being stuck in the bathroom for 47 minutes. And sadly, Mobile had to bring in a different pitcher for the ninth, gave up a home run in the tenth inning, and they lost the game,
0: man. that that, that see, that's that's why I think Jeff McNeil's attitude is just sour and toxic. He cost your team the game by locking yourself in the bathroom in the ninth.
3: Well, it doesn't happen anymore. they They've anti-locked the uh, slamming of the Since two thousand
0: and seven. Yeah, you're right. They've done they a lot of played. technology in those in those double A parks.
3: Yeah. I think now that the, and they have heated seats in the double A parks. Heated toilet seats now. So
0: Yeah, they have toilet seats that actually eject you back onto the field if you have <laughs> a lot.
3: You can't wait to get in there.
0: <laughs> heated seats. All right. Let's go to the Joe West award for this week. We got a we got we got contestants
2: we had some contestants. So, well, I before I announce this. So, my idea for this was we could give an award to the worst umpire of the week. There's this awesome Twitter account and website called Umpire Scorecards and they grade every umpire based on just balls and strikes, how accurate they were that day and how consistent they were. Which but I was curious to see your guys opinion on the whole accuracy versus consistency with umpires accuracy is just was it a ball was it a strike did he get the call right consistency is maybe this one pitch was low but he's calling all the low ball strikes today and i'm curious if you think it's well i think it's always going to be better to be accurate but is consistency good or if you're consistently getting it wrong is that still bad
3: I think mm-hmm. Keith Hernandez would say that consistently wrong is okay because at least you know that he's calling certain pitches low ball strikes or high ball strikes, et cetera. So he he tend to be um, forgiving of umpires who are consistent with their out-of-strike zone calls, which right. I don't agree with that necessarily, but.
0: I think that i I, I agree with him when that um, being consistent in your wrong calls, like they kind of get to build their own strike zone up there as the ump. They get to call what they think you should be able to hit and as long as they're calling it evenly for both teams. I think that that's okay, but I think accuracy is more important, obviously. Um I don't know if accuracy accounts for like the box moving upwards and downwards for taller and shorter hitters. I think it does. Yes. Okay, then I would say accuracy is definitely uh the one that we should base this award off of.
2: All right. So we'll go mainly accuracy. So basically I I'll well, I guess I can just give you the numbers. I have one umpire who is 86.3% accurate, but he was 97.2% consistent. And I'm going to send you in the chat what that looks like. And you can see if you think that he is consistent enough to where it's okay,
4: oh. or if
2: it's unforgivable because he just got a bunch of calls wrong. So, right is this there, our you can
0: worst see, of the week. If we're
2: so basically, here are our two candidates for the worst of the week. I'll put them both up there. First one is Lance Barrett. This was on the 20th, Pirates vs. Indians. He -hmm. was 86.3% accurate, but 97.2% consistent. So he at least was calling pitches the same. He got 16 incorrect calls. Our second one is Doug Eddings. 16 out of
3: 300 pitches or so, I guess. Yes, 16 out of... I mean, 100 feet. Normally, you're talking 150 pitches per. Yeah,
2: this one's right around. I want to say, yeah, 120, 130 pitches for Lance oh, Barrett. Okay. And then okay. for Doug Eddings, it was Angels versus Giants on the 22nd. 88.6% accurate. So, two percent more accurate, but only 86% consistency, and he 17 calls wrong. So, I think that is worse. I think that's more egregious.
3: I give, it a degree, I give it to Doug.
0: Inaccurate.
2: Doug and inconsistent. So, yeah, yeah I, I think that's good. Our, our first Joe West award is going to go to Doug Eddings.
0: Dougie, what are you doing?
2: But then switching over to the other, I think it's also good to acknowledge the good umpires. I feel like the good umpires never actually get acknowledged because if, if no one notices them, they never get talked about. Yeah. So I was looking at the stats for the best umpire this year so far is Trip Gibson. He's called a lot of great games. He's up in the top for accuracy and consistency. So I thought we could name the award after Trip Gibson. But the winner for this week was actually the umpire in the game yesterday in the Mets game, Pat Oberg, or maybe Hoberg. He was 98.7% accurate and 100% consistent. Wow. He only got two wow. calls wrong. He got two Yay. calls wrong the entire night. And I will send that one in the chat as well. So you can see.
0: Congratulations to the family of Pat Hoberg. The
2: difference between a good umpire and a bad umpire. He got two calls wrong, and they are both, you know, borderline. Yeah. Didn't have too much of an impact on the game. And that, I mean, that's a fantastic game. I, you know,
3: I'm going to give him my Bill Clem award, and you guys can Google Bill Clem when you have a moment if you're curious about who Bill Clem is. So that's K L E M. And honestly, both of those are so close. I give them a
0: hundred, hundred.
3: I are give a hundred
0: Those yeah. are so close. Those, what a, what a game!
2: I mean, if if Bill Clem was an outstanding umpire, I'm willing to name the award after him. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's in the I, Hall of Fame, right?
3: I'm sure he is. Old Fishmouth, they call them.
2: All right, I'm, I'm all right. I'm <laughs> I'm renaming it. I'm renaming it to the Bill Clem Award. All right. Yeah. All so right. our first Bill Clem Award winner is Pat Hoberg. Congratulations.
0: Yay! So All right. Where are we? Role yeah. player draft. So basically what we're doing here is we will have a draft that circulates from one, two, three, three, two, one. What is that called? Snake Draft. Yeah, snake Draft. We're gonna do a snake draft. We're gonna pick a home run hitter, a base dealer, a serial walker, a batter who walks a lot, a strikeout batter a batter who strikes out a lot, a strikeout pitcher, a pitcher who strikes out a lot of batters, a Johnny Walker, a pitcher who walks a lot of guys, and an anti de someone who allows a lot of earned runs, unlike our boy, Jakub de Gram. So what we're, how we're going to decide the order for this draft is simple. I'm going to have a random number generator. We're all going to pick a number. Whoever's closest to it will go first. Second closest to it goes second. Oh, no. You get to pick if you want to go third, second, or first, if you get closest, and then we'll do it like that. OK? I like
3: it. Just tell me what to do when it's my turn.
0: All right. I need you to pick a number between 1 and 100 right now. Don't say it out loud, please. OK. All right. How do you so know what, what I'm picking? I'm picking. Shh. Sure, okay. Shh. All right. <laughs> So what I'm going to do, I'm going to write down my number first. Okay? All right. And now you two send me your numbers so nobody knows anybody's number. Oh, wow. You guys really screwed me on that one. Uh-huh. All right. So I'm 66, Andrew's 55, and Jack is 99. We all picked double numbers. Oh, boy. Very interesting. All right, so, I I so, so I won? So I won? So Andrew's got a great chance of winning. Um, mean. Dad, I'm about the same. Here we go. Number is fifty-eight. So Andrew's right there. Score. I'm second closest. Dad, you're second. What? Oh, I had to be close. Car, sorry, I you're
3: picked, third. I would have picked fifty-seven if I. I ninety-nine. What do you I think
0: it? I was gonna do?
3: Just go ahead. Get it. Get it rolling. I'm ready.
0: All right, I'm Andrew. Ready. Do you want to go first or third?
2: Uh, give me third.
0: All right, I'll go. I'll go first. Uh, and Dad, you're going second.
3: Yeah, just don't ask me to do anything. Just tell me what to do.
0: I really haven't asked much of you, have
1: I?
3: No. Sorry,
0: sorry. I won't ask you to pick a number between 1 and 100 again. That's my bad. All right. The first pick of the draft, I'm taking the junior Vlad as my home run hitter this week. I'm taking a Vladdy Jr., number one overall because I want the Junior Vallad.
1: Good pick. I like it.
0: Oh, go ahead. Who's next? Uh, you're next, and you can pick anybody you want in those seven categories. Oh.
4: Oh. Any category? Yeah, buddy. Okay. Um, for Steals.
0: I'm going to take Whit Merrifield.
4: That's a good pick. That's what I was a good
0: pick. pick. I really should have done that, but I really wanted to say Junior Vlad, and it was the first name that was on my paper, so I didn't think too much about it. But great pick. I Honestly, honestly, Dad, that's a great
3: pick. Thank you. Thank you.
2: All right, so with my first pick. I think he, pick, might,
3: he might win it.
2: My first pick, I'm going to take. Give me a sec. I'm going to take Javi Baez for uh, my strikeout batter.
0: Good pick. Good pick. If you can count on anyone to strike out,
4: it's Javi. And for my second pick, I'm going to take I'm gonna
2: go for Max Muncie for my walker.
0: Oh my gosh. Let's
2: see my serial walker. Max Max Monkey.
0: That's a great pick. I was gonna pick Max, I was gonna pick Max Monkey myself. Well, he's batting
3: his OBP is four nineteen. I was gonna do the same.
0: Yeah, I think he was high on everyone's list, even though he's not the number one walker in the league right now. It's interesting.
2: All right, back to you, Jack.
1: Yep.
3: All right, let me let me see who um, let me go. May go to Luigi. Ah. Uh, I'm going to take uh, for I'm going to go back to walks because I'm I really like this guy this week. I'm going to take uh, Mookie Betts as my walker this week. Hmm. They're coming up against the Astros in the next series, and they got a lot of wild pitchers on their roster. So I'm going uh, Mookie Betts for walks.
0: I don't have to waste any any pick on a on a walker now. Um I'll go I'll go base stealer next. I'll go Trey Turner. Nice. Duck. That's terrible. Fast, fast little guy. Gets on base a lot. Terrible pick.
4: Um and then I'm gonna swing over to
0: uh strikeout pitcher. hmm. I'll take Shane Bieber leading the league in the strikeouts right now.
1: We'll go with him. So. Okay. Hmm. This leaves me in a tough spot here.
2: Yeah, why give me Garrett Cole for strikeout? Pitcher. It's a good
0: one. It's a good one. You know he uses that spider tack though. Oh yeah. But he didn't use it the other night and he struck out like twelve guys, so <laughs> How
3: about pitcher most likely be caught using spider tack? That's a good one. Yeah, that, that'll be that be a
0: tiebreaker. We should take one for that. I'm going to say Jacob
4: mm-hmm. DeGrom. Hey, Bold pick. All right, for my, I'm going to go with for my
2: anti-DeGrom, I'm going to go with Brad Keller. Yeah,
3: the problem with that particular, um, well, no, that's not a problem. Strikeouts and walks are a problem because you need to know if you're lined Guys, up to get two starts two, or one yeah, start. We thought true. about that but we we thought
0: that if, because our plan is you have to keep this team, you can sub out one guy each week. Okay. So in the that's end good. it'll kind of roll around.
2: Yeah, hopefully she'll be able out. to yeah, no,
0: okay. get an even amount. Yeah. But I mean, it is something you have to think about when you switch out a guy for a week. If you're going to yeah. switch somebody you probably want to switch a pitcher and say, this guy's going to get two starts this week, so I'm going to pick up this yep. guy.
3: All right, well, I'm going to, is it my turn?
0: Yep. yep.
3: I'm going to take, was it the walks? Serial walker or a guy who walks a lot? I'm just going to take, oh. Well, what I is already it?
0: took a serial walker. Yeah, it's a guy who walks Picture a lot. walks. Yeah. yeah.
3: Only because this guy's got a 3-5 ERA, so that means he's going to give you some innings. But he walks a lot of guys. John Gant from the Cardinals.
1: Nice. Gant, leads the number, league and
3: one Walker in the league. Yeah. I mean Blake Snell's number two, but he's got a five two nine ERA, and Blake Snell rarely goes past the, the fifth inning, so he doesn't give you a lot of innings. Gantt will give you some more innings, so uh, I'll go with him. Um, that's a Gant. solid pick. Well, he, he leads the league, so that's a got a shitty whip, even though he's got a, even a three five.
0: All right, I'll go. Um, Let's see, I need four positions still. I'll go strikeout batter next. I'll go Randy, a Rosarena. Uh Really wanted Randy on the team. I love Randy. I think he's a great uh, strikeout batter. I think he'll K up a good amount of times for me this week. And for for my
4: Johnny Walker, I'll go...
0: Yermin Marquez.
1: All right, just
0: see I've been eyeing
2: him. So apparently, he pitched today, eight innings, no walks.
0: So he's due. He's due. That's big. That's that's great, actually, or it's terrible. We'll see. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, we got Jack for one
3: strikeouts. Um, how many bias got taken? Yep. Yep. He's got. You know, really strikes a lot. Joey Gallo. Every time I turn on Joey Gallo with Texas, he's.
0: Yeah, he's either walking or striking out, apparently.
3: Yeah, so. We're hitting a home run. run. Joey Gallo.
0: Good one. It's a good one. He
4: His was. His father a mafia
3: lost. boss. So.
0: I think. So it's obviously good. he's going to strike out. Yeah, a lot.
3: obviously. He strikes out a lot.
0: Yeah. With the babes. Strikes out a lot with the babes. It's kind of fat.
1: All right,
2: this next guy, guy, I'm debating whether to take him for home run hitter or base stealer, but I guess I should take him for base dealer. I'll go with Ronald Acuna.
4: It's a good one.
2: And then for my Johnny Walker, I'm going to go with Nick Pavetta from the uh, the Red Sox.
0: Okay, yeah, the Red Sox have a lot of guys who walk people, apparently. So you getting two starts this week?
2: I don't know. I didn't do that much research. I probably should have.
0: Right, I didn't either, so no worries.
3: I can't take DeGrom because he's, he's only going to give you five innings. But you know who I do? I love yeah. Zach Wheeler. Give me some Zach Wheeler. Right yeah, oh, a good he's one. on my list. I love him.
4: I'm
0: sure he'll do you proud. All right. My last two picks here, huh? Yep. I will go Gallo for walks.
2: Mm-hmm. Gallo's already been taken.
0: Oh, I can't take him if uh, if he's already taken. The uh, then I'll go Yandy uh, Diaz. I need okay. a Randy and a Yandy.
4: <laughs> You're watching a lot of race games.
0: Yeah, I mean, if your name ends in Andy, I'll take you. Um, and for my auntie de Gram. I'm going to go, I I don't know who this guy is, but I'm going Dylan Bundy. Dylan Bundy, an angel with a, an angel, ironically, with a serial killer's name. So I had to go with him.
2: (laughs) He's one of the guys I think probably most affected by the uh, crackdown on spider Tech. I think he was widely known as a guy who got better because
3: of Uh it.
0: good. That means he'll get rocked his next start and then sent back down to the minors after I'm done with him.
3: (laughs) No, wait a minute. So someone's going to take the time to calculate this guy's ERA over one or two starts. Yeah, well, it's I'll,
0: mostly spin it's rate as not well. Not readily yeah. available.
3: You have to do the math yourself, you know.
0: With the spin rate?
3: No, the ERA.
0: Yeah. Well, we're.
4: I think we're going to do the That's amount of easier runs with three allowed. Starts. We'll so be yeah. Calculator.
2: I'll, I'll calculate all the all the scores before the next episode.
3: Yeah, it's right, gonna well, be run run. I I'm I got ERA next, and I'm gonna go my favorite Polish pitcher, Fultoniewicz. Fultoniewicz? Fultoniewicz. Former brave Fultoniewicz. They got rid of him at the right time. What did they get for him? What
4: did, did they like Faulty, Faulty,
0: Polish all star. Sucked. Killed and nice. Andrew with the final home final run pick,
4: Mister
2: Irrelevant, uh, with my my head boy head. Otani-san, Shohei Otani.
0: Yeah, Otani-san, he's a beast. Not a bad pick. So we got some pretty good lineups here, I think. And it'll be inter- it'll be interesting to see who will be in the lead next week. It's fun because now I get to watch anybody whose team I picked and just look for them to either strike out or walk or walk somebody or strike somebody out.
2: Yeah, it's (laughs) good. You get to root for every possible outcome.
0: Yeah, when that guy comes comes to the plate. That's fun. We'll see how it turns out. I think I'm going to win by a lot. Personally.
3: I look good. I look very good.
0: Yeah, Jack's got a
4: solid team. Yeah.
0: Wait, Merrifield? Never heard of him. Then we'll move on to the last thing of the week, Music of the Week. So, this is going to be a section where we talk about an album that we've all listened to. But this week, since it's our first, we're going to get a suggestion for an album to all listen to and then discuss at the end of the next episode. So I'm going to throw this one Jack, you're not going to be here next week, next Wednesday, are you?
3: Correct. I will not be here. So you can All pick right. one. So
0: you should pick one and me and Andrew will talk about it. What? Well, that, that makes sense, doesn't it? If I picked it and then just Andrew talked about it.
3: You guys want me to pick a record. For yeah. You to talk it, about it, doesn't,
0: it doesn't have to be anything you've heard. It can be anything. It can be anything. We're gonna okay. listen to it, and we're gonna pick favorite songs, rank it out of ten, say what we think about it.
3: Okay, I'll just say Bob Dylan, "Blonde on
1: Blonde." All right, that's like his best album, I think.
3: I never heard it, so. You guys all right. To tell well, them all you got.
0: Well, you're supposed to listen to it too, then I guess, huh? I guess I will. All right, Bob Dylan, Blonde on Blonde. I've heard it's very good. But then again, I heard that from uh, Rolling Stone's Top of 100 Records. and
3: Yes, you heard it from a lot of people other than me.
0: And I heard that uh, that list
4: was pretty bad. So we'll see.
0: Well, that's it. That's a wrap on the I first ever things. episode of Loogie. That was that was a good one. It. it was a pleasure talking to you guys.
3: And, yeah, yeah, that was fun. Was talking to you too, yeah.
0: Thanks for joining us for episode one of Woogie. Catch you next Wednesday.